Hey you guys, welcome back to another Orange Couch Podcast. I'm your resident nerd, Colin. Whatever that was, <coughs> thanks for joining us today. You can't oh. say whatever that was when you're going to go, <coughs> Alright, well we'll see you after this musical break. question or two we don't know what we're doing we've got no plans just a couple cows potatoes and we're chatting with friends if you like it's great and if not well bye if you haven't heard us yet then just give us a try I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted, this is your resident dork, Will. Okay, so last week we talked about... Hey, guys, Colin's wearing a beanie. I'm, what? That's not an unusual fact. It just needed to be stated. Okay. Will's wearing a... Uh, what you got? A sweatshirt. Um, since we talked about 2020 last week... We Do I look like I'm... <laughs> I don't know I'm why, I'm, I don't know why I'm having this ADD moment. I just was going to say, do I look naked? Because I, no. feel, I, I feel like this sweater is the same color I as mean, my it's skin. Kinda, it's a little yellower. My skin? No, the sweatshirt. Oh. You know, I have a, a complex about like, my yellow skin. You know what it looks skin. like? The sweatshirt looks like ground mustard from where I'm sitting. Oh, interesting. Okay, it's way khaki. Because like, from here, it looks like it's got little specks in it. Okay. Well, I don't think it does. Anyway, so you guys know, if you've been following us for the 15 people that actually listen to all these, uh, last year we read off a list of 20 things to look forward to in 2020, which I would say, if you go back and listen, 80% did not happen, and I think we all know why. But... Well, don't tell them all that. (laughs) But we have a new list. 21 things... That you can look forward to in 2021. This is actually the same list as last year. <laughs> That'd be really funny if it was literally the same That's list. That's exactly what it is. And they were like, oh, they here just you go. They recycled it. They're like, look, we don't have time to write something new. But There's just too much going on in the news. Just just put it, just put that one back up there and change the headline. With my one finger scroll, I saw some that weren't on it last year. Okay. But number one, which definitely was on the list last year, was the much forgot about Forgot about. Forgot about. <laughs> the much forgot about 2020 Tokyo Olympics, which will now be called the 2021 Tokyo Olympics. I think they're gonna be called the 2022 Tokyo Olympics. Well, mm, uh, I and I frankly, bet, no, I, I bet they will try to do it. Well, I bet they'll well, wait till the, the end of the summer, and they will have come up with as many policies as possible. They'll they'll end up doing it in the fall and the winter, but they'll still call it the Summer Olympics. Here's what I think about this, and we didn't get to talk about it because obviously it didn't happen, but one of the things that I don't think we mentioned on the podcast was how good the 2020 Tokyo Olympics logo looked, and they will never get to use it. And like I saw a lot of posts on Twitter where they were like, I feel really bad for the guy that designed this, and now he's got to scrap it. I know, especially since the 2020... The 2012 one was so ugly. Um, not that I follow the Olympics or their logo right. design, but the 2020 
Olympic design was good. And I will also say, however, we need a we need a we need a system for how we say whether we're actually excited for these or not. Because like I don't like yay or nay. I want something with a little more pizzazz. I mean, but I could go ah. Or what or about like ding ding ding? Hee-haw. Okay, well I'll stick with mine. You do that. Is that a positive or, or a negative? Hello is a positive, and ah is a negative. Okay. Twenty twenty one Olympics. Ah. I don't care. They're gonna happen anyway. Well, I don't care. Well, here's the thing: is like, if I were in that city, would it be interesting to me? Probably. Will I follow the swimming and maybe something else? Maybe. Do I care? No. So, from the Olympic Committee, they're saying that this is a simpler, more restrained approach to the Olympics. So, whatever that means, well, we still have to might find out. Number two, the Eurovision Song Contest. I'm not a you watcher. You going to tell me what that is? So, the Eurovision <laughs> is Song this, Contest. Is this what that movie was about with Will Ferrell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they have been holding this for like a hundred years. And it's like every country in Europe sends a songwriter to write a song and they all compete in this giant competition. How long do they have to write the song? Does that have to be It's written? like a yearly thing. Like they prepare for a year. But it's it has like to the be Olympics written within for that year. Songwriting. Yeah. So if I wrote a killer song They get together with producers and I moved and performers to Belgium and became a nationalized citizen of Belgium, and they chose me to be the songwriter, but I wrote this song in 2018. I can't use no, no, that no. song? No, it has to be written in the within before. How they go prove it? I don't know. I don't watch they it. They go look through my emails? Oh, my God. You're going way too deep into this. Um. Well, the one comment I will say about this is um, it's a cool thing that they do this competition, and also, ah! <laughs> yeah, ah! Number also, three. They shouldn't have had to cancel that in 2020 because they could have easily done that virtually. I think I think it was supposed to happen like at the height of like like end of March, which gave them nine months to make it a virtual like competition. If Eurovision, a, if Eurovision, a, hire Will Murdoch and he will solve no, all of your problems. If you're a hundred year old institu- institution and you're a song competition, and these people could record their songs and send them in, I think it was more because they can't do the concert. The concert can be part of 2021, but to not name a winner for one year when you've named a winner for that long is idiotic. I think a lot of people this year just... Ah! I think a lot of people really just wanted to hit the history bookmarks, if you know what I mean. Everybody just wanted to go home and sleep. No, but you know what I'm saying? No, they just wanted to go home and sleep. A lot of people were like... A lot of people were like, ooh, let's just cancel it, and it can be like the one year we didn't do it, and it'll go down. Yeah, but that's going to make some little poor like production assistant freak out when they have to fill out the plaque and there's a blank spot. <laughs> it's awful. Next. Number three, which I know for a fact is going to be an ant from you, but I'm going to give it a hello. NASA's Perseverance rover lands on Mars. Ant. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> We've talked about when the Mars rover died, the original Mars rover died later <laughs> last year, maybe the year before, where his battery finally died, and he said some cryptic, <laughs> sad message about it's like getting dark it's or getting, something. Yeah, yeah. My battery battery's low. Getting dark. Goodbye. <laughs> and then it cut off. So now they're sending a new little buddy up to Mars to. Shovel dirt and <laughs> monitor radiation. I would just like to say, I have like a f- 
fascination with space travel. I don't understand why we spend money on space travel, much in the same way that it makes so me sick to my stomach that here's one over thing the that past six months there were so many millions of dollars spent on campaign advertisement when there are people literally starving and losing their homes because of a pandemic. The end. I want to get, like, at least a semi-space expert as a guest so that you can ask questions. I think it would be really funny. (laughs) That was about to be the stupidest joke I've ever made. What was it going to be? The chimp? No. (laughs) That went to space? No, go. Next. So, next, and I think that this is a little gratuitous. Traveling and large gatherings. Uh, no, that is a ding, ding, ding. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm re- I've been ready. <laughs> I've been ready. That, how is that gratuitous? That is the first one that I've ding, dinged. Because I still, th- I, wouldn't you think that people would still be like, ooh, like a little no, iffy about? I'm not going to be. Once it's, once I'm yeeted up stuck, in the arm, I'm ready. Stick you, you're out of there. I am. I, y'all ain't going to be able to stop me. It's getting wet and wild. Ooh. I don't know what that meant, but Ew. that's what you're talking about. The, the water park? <laughs> you're going to a water park? Yeah, I'm going to Blizzard Beach. I bet those won't open for a long time. They're gross anyway, though. I'm not a fan of water parks. We could make that episode well, I would just like I would just like to point out here that um, the opinions expressed in this here, th- they're in in this podcast, are that of Colin Coward and Colin Coward alone, and that um, no Disney or Universal water parks um, can sue the Orange Couch Podcast LLC. If they're incorporated, they're going to get all of three dollars. <laughs> we're actually in the what whole we negative sold in, what we forty dollars for the stickers. <laughs> what we, yeah, we're negative forty dollars for the stickers. Okay, Thanks, continue. Guys. Um. Number five, which I think would uh, be a little gratuitous, widespread COVID-19 immunity. I think this is a stupid thing to put on a on a list of things to look forward to. Uh, that's an of course, and we're, I'm not even going to rate that because that was a st- – whoever wrote this, that makes me want to slap him in the face. Okay. Let me get your name. Um, oh, no. I'm going to feel bad once I know that. A.J. Willingham. Oh, A.J. Willingham. I don't care. I don't feel bad. I want to slap you in the face for writing that because <laughs> your last name is Willingham. The uh, number six is the quadrennial football tournament that was supposed to be held last year. Football as in football. Why is it? What does it mean, quadrennial? They do it every four years? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Siri. Define quadrennial. It was supposed to be held last year, and it was the 60th anniversary. Recurring every four years. Hmm. I'm smart, mama. Number 10, the T20 Cricket World Cup, which I know we were all just knotted up in the pants to see. I mean, I'm glad for the people who like football and cricket. cricket. I'm excited for them. I'm not personally excited. So I'll give it a (laughs) ding, ding, ding. What is that? That's like a that's me being happy for the people. Number eight, the fiftieth anniversary of Walt Disney World. Uh, eh, who cares? What? Why Hello. do I care? Why do I care? Because it's cool. Yeah, it's there, but it's there. It's been there for fifty years. Number nine, new climate policies and actions. I, I'm uh, gonna say ding ding ding. Hello. <laughs> we gotta do something. I mean, I plan to have children, and I would prefer that they um, not <laughs> die from. Uh, Severe, uh, whatever. I just don't want them to have to farm on infertile soil. 
or have a beach next door in Arlington. Oh, that's it's too late for that. That's happening by Florida. <laughs> I think ten. The, funniest, uh, the presidential inauguration. <laughs> well, we don't have too long to wait for that. No. Well, by the time this comes out, it will be the day. I of. don't. I don't think we can. I don't think we can. Um, I think it'll be the day of rank that because I think that right now could go so many different ways given the world's current circumstances. And we'll leave it at that. Number eleven, new TV shows. I think we're always down for new TV shows and number twelve, new ding, movies. Ding ding. ding, ding. Oh, wait, are there are there any are there any specific TV shows or movies listed in that list? That's what I'm more curious Fresh about. Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot coming to Peacock. Friends reunion in eh. March. That's okay. That's an act because that's not really a reunion. That's literally them getting together to talk about it. They're not acting. Are they not? I'm pretty sure that's what I read. Netflix's live adaptation of a classic anime, Cowboy Bebop. You know that? Eh. <laughs> a lot of Disney Plus stuff coming. Good God at the Star Wars and Marvel schedule, but I think that'll come in years to come and not just next year. Um, Timothy Chalamet in Dune. Uh, that's like a... Cinderella with Billy Porter. Um, Well... The sequel to Coming to America? That's To what? Coming to America with Eddie Murphy? I've never seen the first one. Okay. Black Widow will finally come out after being done for a year and a half. Uh. Number 13, and I think this one's a doozy. Why didn't you say James Bond? It wasn't on the list. Ding, 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 mother... Don't. <laughs> Number 13. Tom Cruise is going to space. Oh, <laughs> I think this is stupid, but I'm excited <laughs> for this. I think that this is... Is this for a movie? Yes. It is... Is, he go- uh, is it SpaceX? So, Tom Cruise will blast off literally when he works on the first narrative movie to be filmed in outer space. With the help of NASA and Elon Musk's SpaceX, Cruise will travel to the International Space Station to work on the project this year. Is it going to be like a self-film situation? I have no idea, but I got more excited for it when I read he was going to be there for a year. A year in space? That's insane. This is definitely going to be a Zoom movie. But in (laughs) space, he's literally going to space to film a Zoom movie. LOL. I this is stupid and I'm I'm okay with it. Also, he's probably been trained for it for the past 30 years knowing him. I don't really understand this one. But this apparently says and this sounds more like a plague to me. The largest brood of cicadas. Hope you like bugs because billions of them will be billions of them will swarm parts of the US when brood X, the largest and wide-ranging of 15 U.S. cicada broods pops out of the ground this spring. What's it called? Brood X? Brood X. So It's are, 17 years in the making, people. Is that because... Wait. I, is this like a particular family of cicadas that they just know we're going to hatch this year? Yes. And so every, there's other broods that hatch on different years because they come out every 17 years? I guess. I wouldn't think they come out every 17. I mean, good Lord, down here in Yeah, but they South must be Georgia. different broods, Colin. Yeah, I guess. So every year we got a different brood? I'm not an expert on cicadas, Will. 
Well, I am an expert on what I care about, and this is a big old ah. <laughs> 15, 6G. I don't. Just in time to turn us on to zombies. <laughs> Are we really already on the 6G when people have been so uh, upset about 5? You think they're yeah. just rebranding it to try to make people less scared of it? No, it's probably faster. Well, guess what? We live in Southwest Georgia, so it's really not going to We're never going to. We'll never see that. Artificial. We'll, we'll get 6G when they're on like 26G. Yeah, right. 16, artificial intelligence everywhere. That does not sound too fun. I don't know. Siri's been texting a lot of texts for me lately, and I have enjoyed that. So apparently they're developing a lot of AI technologies for the food service industry, which sounds about right. Because, you know, companies nowadays, like, they just rather a robot do it because they don't have to pay somebody. Maybe like and it's cooking cheaper. it? Yeah, like cooking food and like taking your order and all that kind of stuff. Taking your order seems like it's already happened. Yeah, I think so in some ways. Because most, most restaurants now have an app at this point. Or you can order online. Number 17. Drone oh my God, I just had a flashback to order in Chipotle online every day that I lived in New York. <laughs> Somebody's and like, Will, get me a burrito. And that made me so sad that I don't get to order Chipotle online. We don't get to order anything online here except for Amazon. That's not true. The Terra Inn had it hooking up. <laughs> yeah, but that was they didn't like bring it to you. No, but neither did Chipotle. Chipotle doesn't deliver. Oh, I thought you meant like And even at that point, DoorDash, DoorDash wouldn't do it. No, uh-uh. That, was, that happened after... If I live somewhere close to an Amazon or any facility that had drone deliveries, I would do it for sure. You would never leave the house, though. It'd be dangerous. I don't... That's not... I mean, like... You'd it, literally be sitting on listen, the toilet and be you, like, I ain't leaving the crapper if, and the drone's bringing you toilet paper. If you live anywhere in, like, the metro Atlanta area, you will get Amazon packages same day. That's cool, but I think those little drones are freaky. Like it's I would be, but that's I'd what I'm be saying. so it's the upset same thing. if like I got. I would be just. As I would be so upset if I was walking down the sidewalk and got stuck behind one of those dumb little drone robots, couldn't move faster and get out of my way. What are you talking about? This little, the little drone. I'm talking about the. No, 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 this is flying drones, bud. Yeah, but is that, have they really got that? Where is that? Yeah. Implemented? I'm not excited for drone deliveries. I think that's stupid. The FAA just released new rules about unmanned aircraft, which will advance the integration of drones into the national airspace system. So drones will be approved for delivery by Prime Air. They got the (laughs) go-ahead. So stupid. Because here's what's gonna happen. Once it gets, once it gets, once okay, once they set up a prime air location in freaking Albany, it's gonna be like your package is on the way, and we delivered by three p.m. tonight. And then you'll be like, "Where's my package?" And you'll track your package. You'll be like, "The drone accidentally crashed in the woods." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the drone's down. Expect your delivery um in the middle of the pine forest. Also, I guess like my thing is like. It'd be easy to steal. <laughs> like anybody yeah, that's could not just any easier to steal than I mean a normal package. No, they the packages get left on people's porches all the time. But then again, I don't even know what I was gonna say. I guess it would be a weight thing. Like you couldn't just order anything because 
if you ordered something that was too heavy, he wouldn't be able to bring it. It's just like Santa. <laughs> <laughs> like he's not going to be flying my PS5 to my house. I still house. am disappointed that about 15 minutes ago when I said, I'm smart, mama, it didn't even elicit a chuckle out of you. I thought it was hysterical. I didn't hear it at all. Ugh. I'll have to listen to it while I edit. We'll edit this part out so that part will be funnier. Number 18. The Queen of England turns 95. Oh, I'm excited for that. She's getting old. I hope she keeps on kicking. I want her to hit nine, uh, 900. <laughs> I want her to hit 900. I think she might be like the last monarch. If she rolls on to 105-ish, she'll be the last monarch, I think. I don't think that's true. Ten years from now? The last monarch of England, first of all, is my qu- is the question. Yeah, like they'll like because there are other dissolve, They'll like dissolve the monarchy in England by then, and they will have m- they will just be whatever. I don't think that's true. I okay. don't know that William will ever be king, but Charles is getting his day in the sun. Charles will absolutely. He wants it so bad. I don't think he. I don't think he's like hoping she's gonna die, but he's gonna want his mom. You know, Camilla wants it, but I think that um, Camilla's like, take the crown, y'all. While we're here, we gotta talk <laughs> about this. Take I, the I wasn't crown. gonna do it, but now that Colin's done it, I've just gotta go there. Everybody has watched this new season of The Crown and has given Prince Charles such such hatred. For his treatment of Princess Diana, and I'm not saying that what he did, if if this if this television show is right, accurate, if it's even true, what he did in this television show, if it's accurate, was terrible, awful. However, I don't understand how people can't be empathetic to the fact that this man was in love with a woman who he could have married. She was not married. She was divorced. They could have been together. His family said no, married her off so that he couldn't marry her. And then they continued that love affair the entire time. That that never stopped. Do I think that he did went about any of that the right way, if that's accurate? No. Do I think that he's evil because of it? No. But what would you have done, listener? What would I have done if I was him? Yeah. I would have said, I'm the Prince of Wales. I'm going to marry who I want. <laughs> then <laughs> you would have had an abdication. <laughs> well, it wouldn't have mattered. They could have given it to... They weren't going to... They're not going to try to pass the crown on to Prince Andrew. The Queen doesn't even like him. Well, that's According to the, <laughs> the crown. We hadn't talked about... We watched the crown. I have not finished it, but I'm halfway through it, I think. He's halfway through season one, listeners. No, no, no. I'm halfway through season two, I think. Once poor Vanessa Kirby passes. leaves. <laughs> she doesn't pass. <laughs> she just passes the role on. She passes. But my God, that woman's beautiful. Next. Anyway. But anyway, that's a big, a big bend. Ding, ding, yes. ding. Hello. Ding, ding for Hello. the queen. Number 19, highly anticipated concerts. Eh. Spice Girls reunion. Actually, Doobie that's Brothers kind of 50 anniversary. Doobie Brothers? Mm. Harry Styles goes back on tour. I've already bought tickets. No, you haven't. I asked, I sent you a text the other day about getting tickets. That is not true. And you didn't you did not even Whatever. respond. I said, 
Harry Styles in Atlanta? Question mark. And you said that nothing. was months and months ago. I'm literally going to my phone right now, folks, and I am searching it, and I will tell you the exact date. I said. The swing Harry Styles puts on the melody of Adore You in the Jingle Ball performance is key. And then I said October 27th in Atlanta, question mark. 11.53 p.m. last Friday. I don't think that second part exists. Oh, oh, oh. I know. I, I, I don't care what your excuses are. Here's my excuse, because you said... His performance. I'm just telling you, no matter what your excuse is, we're not going to be able to sit together now. I thought you were giving me, like, more information to look up the video. <laughs> well, nope. Oh, well. State Farm Arena, here we come. Twenty. Number 20 is new albums, which I think is a cop-out because new albums come out every single year. I, can we? T- well, I need to say this. I am actually not excited about the concert thing because I'm not really a big fan of concerts. Well, that's unfortunate for you. I just don't know why I don't get them. There's nothing to get. I th- I think that's not true. I think some people are concert people and some people are not. Because like to me, I mean, this is we like. I don't. I don't. A. It's never going to sound as good as it does on the album. B, there's not going to be a story to the show. So I just don't find it that compelling. And I'm not saying I wouldn't ever go to another concert. I have never been to a concert where they just came out and played songs and left. There has always been some form of interaction with the audience and... That's, that, that's story that a, no, that's not a dramatic story. Wow. Yeah, but why? I mean, the dramatic story is in the music. That's just not my. That's just not how I process things. Whatever. This is not. This is not a surprise. Will is, also doesn't think that albums should exist, which I'm highly against. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't think albums should exist. I think they're an outdated mode of delivering music at this point. If I at this point in in the distribution, the reason albums existed are because that's how many songs you could fit on a disc, right? A vinyl disc. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. No, you're just trying to be... That is absolutely... There's no other no, reason. No, see, I don't no. think... That, no, 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 no. No, you're not going to tell no. me that Frank Sinatra Back was trying up. to write... Uh-uh. Back up. Because here's the thing. Some albums come with two records... That have only 16 songs. There's four on one side of each album. Or there can be there can be one album that has 12 songs on it by itself. That's fine. That does not negate my point even a little bit. That the reason albums exist as collections of music are because the delivery method for music required that if you're not gonna put out a, a an album a full album that has one song on it because that's a waste of money and space so you're going to have put those songs together 
the origin the origination of why there are albums with multiple songs is not because oh these songs were written to match each other it's because that was the best business decision now of course albums have become like a little unit of storytelling but i'm saying at this point if i am a songwriter and i write this one song or these two songs or these three songs that are just what they want to be there's no reason for me to wait another six months or a year to write 12 more songs and then put it out because at this point the way that radio and and streaming and downloading music goes there's no reason not to just release it when you've got a great song release it there's no reason to wait now, if you have the this vision for this album that goes together, release it that way, fine. I'm not saying I'm against albums. I'm just saying that people have created that as like a, it's what people have always done, so now people think that's what you have to do, and it's not what you have to do. But here's what I think. I think that to say that they were not intentionally writing to fill that space is wrong. That's incorrect. Because they most, when when they were making those music, a most of those people were singing songs that they didn't write. So most of the songs on the albums are written by different people. But wouldn't you think that I'm not saying all of them did that, but I'm saying like the 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 word album goes all the way back to writings and scripts and scrolls. So like an album is just uh, like a confine, a space that you put something into. So they even had though, to fill the even space. though the guy who invented vinyl records said, "Hey, you can only fit sixteen songs on this." He didn't say that. He didn't say that like he decreed it. Oh, but that's how <laughs> well, many songs could fit. Just, and and it's they a were necessity. like, "Hey, there's, there's no only way. there's only space in this." And they're like, "Okay, I gotta fit my story in that." No. I absolutely I, do not believe that. <laughs> We're going to have to you're, agree you're, to disagree. I don't know when you're thinking that music started, because I think that you're going, I think you're stopping before the history of music begins, because <laughs> this whole concept of an album as a unit that goes together in the history of music absolutely is new. I think it was the 50s. I think it just said the 50s on Wikipedia. <laughs> Music has been Mid around for millennia. 1960s known as the album era. I just would like to point out everybody that Colin fully just made my point but thinks he made his. What's next on the list? That oh, was boring. It was hugs. <laughs> it's not boring. <laughs> I am in it. 2021. I gave somebody a hug the Hugs. other day. Hugs. I'm talking. And you melted. I made it count. Who was it? I'm not telling. I know who it was. <laughs> yeah, I 100% do. No, you don't. I 100% do. No, you don't. You know what's funny? I don't. I shouldn't say this because people are going to jump to conclusions. It was a horizontal hug. How was that? They were laying down. Uh. Okay, I had to motion with my body, so I understood what was going on. <laughs> so that's the things to look forward to in 2021, guys. That was the last one? Yeah, it was 21 things. Okay, 
I appreciate that AJ ended with hugs. So like I'll give him the I'll give him the other bull. Or her, I don't know. Well, that's interesting. What 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 is the thing that you're really looking like really looking forward to in 2021? Um I mean, let's like negate all the like stupid stuff. <laughs> what is the stupid stuff? Like we're not going on the road of like I can't wait to gather with my family again. Well, duh. You know? Well, let's be frank. Let's I, be frank. I have been gathering with my family. I'm just a telling lot. Y'all, <laughs> Colin's gonna be the one that gives me COVID, and I'm telling that's y'all, not I'm true. Burn this place down. That is not true. I accidentally listened to the first five minutes of last week's episode today, <laughs> and Colin <laughs> accused me of multiple COVID exposures. I can there name them. I can name them. Pause it. We're back. I named them all. And he, they were all wrong. <laughs> Not true. No, he was right about one. <laughs> the, this is uh, never going to end. Never going to end, folks. I, I, I will go to my grave. There was one person that he named that was an actual exposure. The others were like tertiary experiences that did not even affect my life. I have been around like four people. In the past couple of months, and none of them are trying to protect me like I'm trying to protect them. I've been sitting at home. Did you wear a mask when you picked up your mask in tonight? Mm, no. There you go. It was just me. Going into El Leon, where nobody <laughs> wears a mask. El Leon is like the the no man's land <laughs> of the eateries here. Also, fun fact, I have not even tested for COVID. I have not had to test for COVID yet. I think that's a fun fact. That's not really a fun fact. I think it is. It's not. Why is it not a fun fact? (laughs) It's quite boring. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I think most people have. Are you going to answer my question? What's your question? What is the thing that you're most looking forward to in 2021? I forgot we were talking about that. Hey, guys, remember last week when I said I wasn't going to be an antagonist on this show anymore? Well, too late. I'm back. Um, I think I don't because I don't know what's gonna happen in twenty. Because the stuff that I would be looking forward to would be like being able to go, like to Dothan or like go to Panama City, and like just not worry about COVID. Colin, that's gonna happen in twenty twenty one. I don't believe that. I do. I just think that people don't believe that the vaccine is real. That's not true. I think everybody who uh, we're getting into dangerous territory. Well, <laughs> but everybody that I know who's been complaining about how they're never going to get that vaccine have gotten it. Have signed they booties up and they're getting it or they've gotten it. Well, maybe it'll happen. I think it'll be good. I am excited to I You're not know. excited for anything? You know what that's called, Colin? What? Depression. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe we're there. <laughs> No, but I don't, um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Well, name one. I'm trying to think there's a lot. Name six, then. He can't think of any, y'all. It's really the saddest thing I've ever seen. I think he might cry. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) What if I did start crying? (laughs) (laughs) I'd feel like a bully. Um, there's some games coming out (laughs) I'm excited for. I'm really excited to read these books I got because I've talked about these books. I haven't read in a while. 
I know. I've been really trying to find a new book. I am excited. I think for here's what I will say. I think I'm excited to find some direction because last year, even while working at Cotton Hall, with since COVID was looming the entire year, while we like I I have not felt like I have had any direction since. If you're wait, I'm gonna pause you before you even finish this. What? Direction does not come from external forces. Direct, direction I comes know, from inside of you. But we know how Colin is. Yeah, but you're <laughs> waiting on something that's never going to happen. Well, that's fair. You have to direct yourself. Hmm. This one day, got therapy one real One day, quick. Colin's going <laughs> to wake up. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't think this is going to have a punchline, though. I thought I was going to start <laughs> it. and then it, One day, you're going to wake up and you're going to go... Curse you, PlayStation 5! <laughs> I just, I there's more spit in my microphone than there is in my mouth I'm right now. I'm not using that one ever again. It smells very floral. I don't know why. It's been in your guest bedroom. Well, my best guest bedroom doesn't smell like that. I'll tell you what I am excited for. What? What is it? Is it your hand soap? <laughs> Something's wrong. Will's having an aneurysm. Uh, wait, I'll pause. It was real funny. Too bad y'all could never get to hear that. <laughs> um, what am I excited for? I'm excited for... I'm excited. I feel very confident that in the fall, I will be traveling to New York City to see a Broadway show. Very confident. Probably November. Really fun. Uh, I am confident... And excited. I would like to go to the beach. I guess I could go to the beach. I mean, I probably wouldn't go right now since it's <laughs> it's very high COVIDy everywhere right now. But if it if it gets if it gets any less red zoning in the next little bit, I guess I could go to the beach before we start back to shows. I really want to go to Savannah really badly. No, now you do because of that. Because of that, <laughs> why? I don't understand what the that book. was. Oh yeah, it's absolutely the book. Yeah, we can go on the ghost tour and they'll tell us all about it. Um, and then I also want to go to New Disney. Orleans. New Orleans has really been on my mind. My parents are going to Disney right now without us. That'd and be they cute were, and fun. We were. And me and Austin was back last weekend, and they were like, "Hey, uh, we're going to Disney like in two weekends." And we're like, "What? We're going to Disney?" And they're like, "It's just us." And we're like, "What?" <laughs> and they're like. Yup, losers. <laughs> That's really cute that they're going to Disney. I, I don't know if they've. I don't. I mean, they've been to lots of trips with them, like just them. But like, I don't think they've ever been to Disney without us. It's gonna be a lot more fun. Yeah, I'm they're sure they'll be able to be fun. Do whatever they want. I'm really. Are we still recording? Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the new James Bond movie. Very, very much so. And then I'm excited to see what the next James Bond movie looks like. and see. Like I'm excited to be able to go to a theater when I want. And not just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, Looking to at be you frank, we've only done that once. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but that's so inconvenient. Because most of the times when I... Like, I when I go like to a movie, McKay, it's always a weekday. Yeah, like when me and McKay went to the movies, it was like Thursdays. Or even like a weird... like I just, We'd get home and be like, let's go to a movie. Oh, God. When I lived in New York, I'd go see movies like... <laughs> Tuesdays, I mean, those Wednesdays. Those are really nice theaters. Um, well, it was just easy because it was on the same street as my office. Yeah. So I would literally walk from my office to the movie theater 
see the movie and eat or yeah. whatever. Movies are so good. Um, I just hope streaming services don't kill them, you know? Well, I think it's going to definitely be an uphill battle. I think they'll become like a... I don't think totally they'll become like a niche thing, but I think that movie theaters could become more of an event. Yeah, but I don't think... Th- like having restaurants but in movie theaters. Yes, but in this area, that's not going to fly because for most people... A movie theater ticket is a luxury already. Well, wouldn't you think because of the poverty level here, it would be easier for a movie theater, like post COVID, to stay open in an area like this. I think because they have such a quote unquote monopoly on the market. I think that movie theaters in rural areas will do better because a, <laughs> I don't know what a was because a, there's a lot less to do around here. Yeah. So that's a that's really a group activity in a lot right. of cases. And B, I think there are still a lot of people in in these areas that don't necessarily have all the streaming services. So yeah. if they want to see Wonder Woman 1984, they're going to have to go to a movie theater. Right. I haven't seen Wonder Woman 1984. I haven't either. I've heard mixed reviews. I don't listen to reviews. I listen to my heart. <laughs> well, just reference to his not heart. That is my heart. Is it not? That is my heart. I'm on top of my man booby. That is a on the left yeah. side. That is my heart. Your heart's more like middle center. Yeah. Well, that's not what the story. That's not the story I've been told through. Who told you that? Uh, every cartoon version of an X-ray. Every I, I, we're g- next. <laughs> There's not a next. We're done with the list. We're done with the list. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the SpaceX stuff. I know you're not, but yeah, that sounds. <laughs> like a waste of money. But, but it's like, his money to waste. If they shoot an unmanned mission to Mars, I think that would be insane. You know what would be really insane? What? That he could also do with his money? Uh, in poverty and in hunger. I'm sure he does a lot of donating. I bet he does. I don't care. Poverty's not over. Hunger sure is not a over. Reason. I'm sure there's a reason for all that. Yeah, he likes to watch people wither away into starvation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's definitely what it is. So in 2021, what is your like creative goal? Because last year it was to um, well, have written your album. So what is it this year? Here's what I'm going to Since you finished that. Here's what I'm going to stop doing. I'm going to stop making, because I taught this, and I don't know why I didn't do it for myself. Instead of making, yeah, like a giant, like, hey, in six months, I'm going to have an entire album written. I'm going to say, by the end of this week, have two songs written. By the end of this week, have two songs written. Two songs a week is a lot. I think I could pump out two a week. Well, then what you been waiting on? I just... I text you about it all the time. Span. Yes, you, you just said you could do it. And just now, then you say, you... What is the quote? Claim your faults, and surely they will be yours. I miss no. Sam. I miss Sam to defend. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying, though? If you claim your fault, no, I know if you're saying. like, oh, I'm bad at this, then you're going to be bad at that. That's why I've stopped trying. I've stopped. I've tried to stop talking about myself being. I've tried to stop talking about my negative things like, well, you know me, I'm always late. Because then it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy oh, that I allow fair. myself to be late. I agree with that. I've still been late. But what I... I would like to know, I would say I've gotten monumentally better on the guitar since, and I've only. 
No, I think you put a lot of work into the guitar. I think you've done the work towards your music. I just think that you went in a different direction than you thought you would. Yeah. Because learning the guitar wasn't on the... Well, I think what I realized whenever... It's easier for me... I don't even want to say... I I think I have not figured out the best writing process because doing it at Swamp Gravy is different because I literally can just write write lyrics and like hum some things and Steve can just play it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like Steve's got... I mean, Steve just has years and years and years of piano and composing to be able to me just to say something and him just do it. And I don't have the luxury of having a partner that can do that. So I think the better I get at the guitar, the easier it will be for me to fully fledge out a song because I will be able to muddle through what I really want it to sound like, and then I can perfect it from there. But normally I'll get stuck because I'll write the song and the music doesn't fit, or I'll play some music and I can't get words to fit. I've got a lot of things to say. Where do you want me to start? Go ahead. I'm going to start with my Alita-ism first. Okay. Perfect is good. Done is better. Okay. Next. That is, I think, your biggest problem is that you're unwilling to just write something that's bad. I think I have a lot of bad stuff written. I just haven't finished it. You're but saying finish you the bad stuff. You need to finish stuff. the bad stuff. Because the bad stuff teaches you more than the good stuff does. That's fair. Next. For every page I write that's good, I've Next. got 16 that are terrible. <laughs> that's pretty much my point. Oh, that was it? Yeah. I thought it was a list. No, that was pretty much it. All right. It's just like you got to stop. Okay. Here we go. You have got to untrain your brain to be a critic. Oh, that's fair. So that you can be a maker. That's fair. Because when you're making something, you shouldn't be critiquing its worth in the middle of it. Yeah. That comes after. I definitely am that. Well, that's what's getting you. Yeah. Because sometimes the best stuff is the stuff that you, like, as you're doing it, you're not thinking about it. And then afterwards, you're like, huh, that was not what I wanted to do, but it works. Yeah. And then sometimes it's crap. I'm definitely very critic-brained when it comes to, like, music, movies, television. See, I mean, here, I guess... I guess I can step back a little bit more on television, but, like, movies and TV to me are such a, like, marvel that even when they're bad, there's so much to appreciate about them for me. I think I am probably a little bit more critical of, like, going to see a play that I didn't like. Yeah. Especially if the problems are things that I know are easy to fix. Yeah. Like, if somebody picked out an ugly paint color for their main color of their set, I'm like, well, paint costs the same no matter what color you get. Isn't that just your opinion? Hmm? <laughs> yeah, but sometimes color. it's not. Sometimes it's sometimes very obvious. obvious. Yeah. But, I mean, all it's all my opinion. There's no objectivity in art. Is it? Yes. <laughs> what, it was, what was it I said that one time? What, what, what about a critique is not opinion? <laughs> what was it that I said that one time? I was trying to say. Oh, oh Poppy, I'm about to dookie in my pants. <laughs> I, was trying I to ate say, the sugar-free gummy bears. I'm out of poop. <laughs> I was trying to say art is subjective, but I said something completely different. I don't remember. Dang, that was good. I can't remember. Art. I said like <laughs> art is objective or something. I don't remember. Dang. I remember. I remember the situation. 
but I don't remember the exact phrasing. You said it so serious. But that's, I think that's the thing. So here's the thing. And the, I, I'm, I will absolutely say that none of the stuff that just came out of my mouth is stuff that I came up with or stuff that's easy. But, like, I did this creativity workshop the first weekend of this year. So it was the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Literally the first, second, and third. That's where you were. I did it on, it was a Zoom creativity workshop. And they, we did a lot of exercises to just get ourselves out of our head and out of our critic brain. And, like, you've got six minutes to write down what you want this to be. Go. And, like, you can't think about it. Or, like... I want you, you know, um, here, let me grab my notebook and I can talk more about like some of the exercises we did. So like, you know, even just in terms of like accountability, like, um, write down your top three creative blocks in 30 seconds, go make a list of all the people that you would consider the biggest, like proponents of your work or like your fan club, if you will, like the people who who hype you up, even if they're not necessarily the type of people who give you feedback, you know? And then, like, well, who then who are those people who give, like, whose feedback you really respect and, like, they understand how you want to get critiques? So we did a bunch of stuff like that that was really um, interesting. And that one of their, one of their slogans was grow, G-R-O-W-W, G, get it, get it all down. So stop editing yourself while you're doing it. R, risk. Take risks. Because what does it matter if it's wrong? There's no such thing as wrong in creative work. O, be open. W, we've got your back. Who's we? I don't know in this case. Who is we? It's whoever your we is. Um. And then W, what happens in the in the creative work stays in the creative work. So it's like Fight Club? No, it's like if you write something and then you don't want to share it with people, you don't have to share it with people. I've got questions, Susan. Well, you'll have to talk to Susan and Laura. I can I've give you their email. I've got questions, Susan. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. Like we, just, like, we even just made, like, lists of things that inspire us and things like, oh, one of the, bit, one of the lists. I will say that when we did this, my list, my fan club list of people who, like, just – are really supportive of me had lots of surprising names on it, but it was like, you're, we're doing it so fast. Your brain doesn't have time to think you're just writing down the people who, you know, are, are your fans. And one person's name kept popping up on all these lists. And I was like, what the heck? I had no idea that, that this person was any of this stuff for me. And then, um, my favorite list was what would you create? If you knew you couldn't fail. Ooh. I think that's juicy. But you know what's interesting about it? You didn't write anything? It's blank? No, I wrote I wrote nine things. The last of which is a heart. Um, which I think meant fall in love, which is kinda sad. <laughs> but um everything that I wrote down was an idea that I had already. That you didn't But I didn't know. Some of them I did not know they were important to me until this list happened. Yeah. Some of them I thought, oh, that's an interesting idea to keep on the back burner. Yeah. Like, and then, like, they'd be like, all right, now go circle three of those. And the things that I would circle 
would be surprising to me. This is probably really boring to the people listening to this podcast. I don't think so. Um, but I just think it's, I just think it's really interesting how people get in their own way. Which I don't. I I definitely. Here's the thing. In this conference about creativity, the thing I learned, and the thing I thought going into it, turned out to be true. I went into this. I went into this workshop thinking. The thing I struggle with with creativity is having a creative community that I feel like is is pushing me to get better and open to what I'm doing. And that sounds bad because I, I don't mean to negate any of what's happening at Swamp Gravy. But it's like I've got two parts of my creative life. And one of them is all the stuff I do at Swamp Gravy, which is really supported with the creative community yeah. and then all the stuff I'm working on privately, which is not. And so my entire goal going into it was to like try to connect with people and, and try to build that creative community and that accountability with people. And what's been really cool since that is that like every day I wake up to an Instagram message or a like, or a comment from one of these people in this workshop cheering me on or me cheering them on or something like that. And that was the thing that really stuck out to me in doing the workshop was that for some of these people, they haven't necessarily lived the type of creative life that I have. So creativity, their creativity is something they're just starting to embrace or that they've just found or they've been scared of. Yeah. For me, my problem is not necessarily the creativity or making space to use that creativity. For me, my where I get in my own way is in building that community and connecting with people, and I think that has a lot to do with fear. Do you think that you couldn't have, like, the support for the other stuff here? Or do you think you keep it separate because... No, I just don't think it's here. What do you mean? I don't think I have it Uh, here. There are just too few people who can give me real feedback. Right. Who's... Who I feel like have the the expertise to actually give me feedback on why something structurally may or may not work, and also the well, it's kind of like I don't. I'm like not also saying the it. gentility. Like there are some people who know how to talk to me about my creative because I don't think I'm pr- particularly precious, like. If something's not working, I know it's not working. But I don't like it kidding. when people are like, don't do that, that's stupid. Yeah, or try to tell you how to fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if somebody had a really good idea and get presented it in the right way, I can hear that. But but I think there are just too many people who don't know how to talk to well, it's kind of Well, sometimes I think it's like maybe with Swamp Gravy and Cotton Hall, it's like you're shooting across the aisle for opinions. Whereas for these other things that, like, you're working towards being, like, bigger, like, the bigger things that you want to write and produce and do, you want to shoot up instead of to the side. Yeah, but even with you the small gravy script, I get feedback from people that, well, one person in particular that I worked with in New York who gives me, like, really in-depth in but, but would you say that's for both? Feedback. Yeah, f- that's for both. 
But like in the case of this last swamp gravy, her feedback altered the DNA of the script entirely. Yeah. What I have found that I need right now on my the current scripts that I'm working on is I just need somebody to read it and say, this is brilliant. Why are you not finished with it yet? And I've sent it to a lot of people, and nobody has given me that. <laughs> Nobody's read it. Don't look at me. I'm looking at you. <laughs> but the thing about it is, is I feel really good about it. That's the thing is, I'm not. So you know what's that, gonna happen? That is when I hit stop. I'm gonna sit and read these sixty pages. You're gonna watch me read these sixty pages. True. But I'm and just then saying, I'm gonna tell you. Well, no. Here's the thing. I the what what I I'm very confident in what it's written already. I read it the other day and I was like, man, I'm writing it with a couple of different people in mind, and I know for a fact that I got their voices spot on. I know for a fact that the idea is there. The only thing I'm not confident about is exactly. I know how it ends, but I don't know exactly what I need to do. To make it build up to ending at that point. Yeah. That's where I... But I don't think anybody can help me with that. I think I just got to struggle with it for a little while. Mm. The creative struggle. But, I, but I'm okay. And I think the, the, that workshop helped me. It made me decide which project to focus on right now. Because that's what the, what the pandemic really did. Was I had a lot of ideas and I had a hard time just sticking to one. And so I set a deadline for this first draft and whether it's good or not, I will have a draft done by March 1st. Yeah. I mean, and it literally might be an extra 60 pages that don't make any sense, but there will be, I will type. Yeah, it'll be done. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what the, the workshop gave me is like, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid that it won't come out eventually. I'm not worried about the fact that I'm struggling with it right now because I know that like subconsciously I'm still working on it and every day I think about it and every day I write jot stuff down and eventually I'm going to jot the right thing down and then it's all going to pour out. Yeah. So what was better Oprah's conference or this conference? Both entirely different things. I was just thinking about that. I was like, I the rock wasn't there. I was thinking about no, but Laura Benanti was. Of Broadway fame. Woohoo. So I was thinking about this the other day. The one thing that I really left Oprah's show really needing to work on, I still haven't fixed. Making biscuits. Yep. <laughs> I think you're being sarcastic, but I really No, I mean that metaphorically. <laughs> no, I, I really, I mean, I, like I, my biggest hurdle through her stuff was like nourishing myself. From like a literal standpoint. So here's what I'm hearing. I think when you're what I'm hearing, what you're hearing is that I need to get HelloFresh again. No, no, no. I think we need to send me to a two week seminar and see how I come back. I think you definitely. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you. We need to throw me in a the, seminar the and spark, see what happens. The Sparks file, uh, 2022 creativity kickoff weekend. You're going. Is that a real thing? Yeah. Or is that a Zoom thing? No, it'll be a Zoom. Well, I don't know. In 2020. To be taking a trip. I think they'll be doing both. I would be surprised if they didn't. I think it. They might not be the same weekend, but I think yeah. it would be really smart of them to do the New York one in person, and then also have the Zoom one, because like they're like 
there's so many people who are in this conference with right. me, including myself. That might how not many was it like go. on the Zoom call, like the big one? I think I think our big our big in our big room. I think we were at like forty. But like people, they they I. I've never been to a Zoom conference, but they did a really good job of it being smooth and not feeling like people were left out or overlapping. They made sure, like, at the beginning to be talk about, like, when you feel like you really need to say something, don't be afraid to. Step up and say it. But if you don't feel like you need to or or it feels like somebody else needs to talk, make sure that you're leaving room for other people. I was in a Zoom call with 112 people one time. Recently? Yeah. For It was, what? like, halfway through the year. No. Definitely not. <laughs> what was that? I'm not saying. It was like a Star Wars convention. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a convention. It was like the page I follow. <laughs> How many people were in it? 112. Yeah. It was just the guys that on the website giving like an update on the year. Why do you think that you like reading spoilers about stuff before you get to see it? I'm getting away from that. And Is it I have, because I yell at you? No. I think. Ain't it so much more fun? Here's what I think. I think the reason I used to do that is because I didn't like feeling left out when people were talking about it. Because for the most part, when I would do that, I was younger. So I either couldn't get to the movies or couldn't watch the TV show or just was doing something else. So I would rather know about it and be able to have conversations with a person about it rather than be like, hey, I haven't seen it. Let's wait. Now, especially with the Queen's Gambit, because I started the first episode and there was a split second in my head where I was like, I need to know when she loses her first match. Because I didn't like the anticipation leading up to it because she kept winning. But that's the whole and point. Kept winning. Spoilers that. for Queen's Gambit if you hadn't seen it. Don't, no, don't say anything. Why? Don't t- you can't say They can pause it? No. No. I'm sick of people giving spoilers for streaming anyway, shows that just came out. Anyway. I, I'm looking at you, Mindy Kaling, and your Twitter. What'd she do? She tweeted something very important about a show that I don't really care about, but I wanted to watch it. Now I probably won't watch it. Anyway, so I didn't. And when I tell y'all, I bawled at the end of that TV show. And I was so happy that I didn't know what happened. I just don't understand why anybody who's creative would do that. Because literally all the work that somebody is putting into a show like that or a play or a movie or a book is to create that tension that you're feeling throughout it. So to go look at spoilers is like... What's the point of even watching it? You then? know what I think it kind of is too. I think it is a product of Spark Notes and not wanting to do projects in high school. Like I think there was like I don't know how it was when you were in high school. Was it still like that, where people were like, "Oh, let's buy Spark Notes and just read it." I never bought Spark Notes. I used the online version. What was it called? There's something different. It was something different. I can't remember what it was called. But that's there's what, a that's, website that had that spark is kind of where it started because with I can't even think of what book it was. But there was a book that a lot of people had read, 
that they talked about it all the time. And I was like, I don't want to read this book, but I want to be Cliff able Notes. To Cliff Notes. And I was like, I want to be able to talk about this book with people because everybody's reading it. So I was like, I'm going to read this book. I'm going to read the I notes and the spoilers on this book so I can talk to people Yeah, about but it. I think you're making something very individual and specific, something universal that's not universal. You had a very specific type of FOMO that I don't think most people s- deal with. Maybe not. Because to read the spark notes of a book you haven't read because other people were talking about the book is not something that most people would do. Well, welcome to me. All right, Colin. You got any last words? Don't get in your own way. <laughs> Eat it, Will. Um, my last words are... There have been a lot of really shady, crazy things happening in the world, specifically our country this past week. And the reaction that I've seen online has been really troubling to me in a lot of ways. And I couldn't quite find the words to say it in. But today I listened to Brene Brown's uh, episode of her podcast called Unlocking Us, in which she talks about how we dehumanize people. And how she has seen both sides trying to dehumanize the other in this specific, specific instance. And it gave me a lot of peace to know that, like, there was at least one other person who kind of saw things in that way. Those are your last words? (laughs) Yeah. Go listen to Brene Brown's Unlocking Us podcast about dehumanization. Okay. Bye.